Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Tucker and I I need to make a big hat bet later in the show as the big hats are taken off uh, down in Washington after Brian Robinson wore his. So we got a big hat bet to come. We'll get back to the conversation about Jonathan again, who's obviously a good defensive coordinator. I mean, at this point, if you're denying that, I I just – you're watching – the results obviously don't matter to you, and you're about style. I'm about results. Results are what matter, and and we know the results for this Eagles defense have been mostly very good this season, number two in the NFL in yards per play allowed. So I am high again. I think this guy's a good coordinator, and I don't understand why it's so difficult for everyone to admit that. It just it, it's, it's bananas to me. And we also the Phillies. It's time for a hot stove check-in. We do it every night at 9 o'clock where we talk about the biggest rumors out there with the Phillies. And there was a big one today about Trey Turner, and it's really like all these big – insiders, whether it be John Morosi or it be uh, Buster only, connecting the Phillies to a major move at the shortstop position. Let's talk about that coming up here. Jack Fritz of the High Ops Podcast and, of course, the producer of the Mark Cerise Show going to join us to talk about Trey Turner, the shortstop market, and uh, who he has circled for a, maybe a perfect offseason as the Phillies will get going and everyone gets going next week at the winter meetings. Jack, how are we doing tonight? Joe, you know, the stove is, is quite cold per usual, but hopefully next week uh, around this time there's some signings. and You know, maybe we can get some baseball talk in the winter. That'd be nice. But I think it'll happen this year. I mean, after the World Series, it feels like people are, are want to talk about it. We just need a move to talk about. Exactly. I mean, we want to talk about it, but, you know, we need the rest of baseball to kind of, you know, play along. And maybe Scott Boris could, you know, not wait until March for his players to sign. All right, what do you make of the Trey Turner stuff? It feels, I don't know, I, I, I was listening a couple times back to it today, and it's similar to the Morosi report a couple weeks ago, but it, it feels like it's either, it's, it, there's no in-between for me. It's either going to happen soon, or there's something weird about this where I'm wondering if Trey Turner's trying to create some leverage for some other teams and, and the, using the Phillies here. Do you buy this? Do you think Trey Turner's you know close to or will be a Philly soon? I do. I, I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer that usually when the first thing, like the first thing you hear generally ends up being right. Um, you know, I felt the same way maybe three or four months before James Harden was a six year where um, all stuff started leaking out about how they're going to flip Ben for him and watch out for Sixers and James Harden. Um, and there's just been a lot of whispers around it. And, and this goes back to around the trade deadline with Trey Turner, where it was like, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a Philly. Um, and I think it's kind of one of those things that just kind of gets etched in stone. Um, and you just, you, you hear a lot about him wanting to be with Bryce again and, and back being on the East coast. And if it's not the Phillies, it, you know, I don't really know where he goes. The Mets don't seem that interested. Obviously they have the door or whatever, so they're fine. Um, <laughs> it's kind of surprising the Yankees aren't like at least a little bit involved, but whatever. It just seems like it, it's one of those things where, um, he's going to be a Philly. It might drag out a little bit, but it's been rumored for so long at this point. I don't know how it doesn't happen. All right, so we think it might happen, and he's obviously a, tr- a tremendous player, and he would make them better. But, but before it happens, if you could kind of lay this thing out, because Morosi also went on to say today at least $30 million per season, which, and I don't know how high they're going to take the payroll, but if they pay one player $30 million, this offseason, it's going to change what they do in the pitching staff. It's going to change how much they could put in the bullpen. What would you rather? Would you rather trade Turner and then what? You know, use whatever money's left to patch those other holes, or would you rather spend less at shortstop, less on an infield bat, 
and spend more on the pitching department? Well, I think it comes down to Turner and then a trade for an ace. And then hopefully that ace that you don't have to pay for the next couple of years. At the same time, like we talk about $30 million for him. I mean, they do have around 50 in, in um, you know, before the first luxury tax threshold number. So it's not like they'd be completely cash-strapped. And plus, you know, with the way that they're talking, it seems like that 253 number is really the, the, the cap for them. Um, so theoretically, they could still make moves even if they sign Trey Turner. And even if, even if it's Trey Turner for $30 million a year, would you rather Trey Turner for $32 million a year or like Xander Bogarts for $27 million a year or $26 million a year? Like I'd rather just pay the five extra million dollars and get the player that I think is better. Um, so, you know, I think it comes down to they're going to be really aggressive this offseason. Um, I think John Middleton got a taste of being back in the postseason, and I, I honestly don't think he's going to be deterred, even if it costs a lot of money for him to do it. I, I really don't, Joe. Like, I think he's going to go all in. Um, and I, I know that theoretically, yeah, if, if you go after Turner, it, it might strap you in other places, but – you know, I thought for the first time in a long time this last year that they actually did well finding fringe players, um, whether it be Trey, like Edmundo Sosa, uh, like finding Andrew Velotti out of nowhere. Um, so for the first time, they kind of, you know, found good quality depth signings that's going to be important if you're going to pay another guy 30-plus million a year. Well, it is. And now they have some young players that should be cheap and, and at least productive for a while. Boehm and Stott and, and hopefully some more of these, these young arms are coming up here. Jack, the other thing that, that I think was worth talking about when it comes to the big free agent is, other than Castellanos, and, and obviously the book isn't written, but it's, it was terrible his first year, they've been pretty good at this. Like, you, you know, teams sign free agents in their late 20s, early 30s, a lot of times those contracts end up terrible. The, the Phillies have hit on Bryce Harper. They've hit on Zach Wheeler. They hit on Kyle Schwarber. Um, and they, I mean, Real Muto was a trade, but then they paid him, and he's, he's mm-hmm. been good his first year. Like, they're pretty good at identifying which free agents are worth big money. Yeah, and you know, I think that this is something that, that – uh, well, this is why Dabrowski's here. I mean, this is a guy that's built winners all over the place, and he kind of evaluated winners. Now, at the same time, a guy who gets ripped in this town is Plenzak, and rightfully so. I thought he was a disaster, but two of those guys and three of those guys that you mentioned were, were Matt Plenzak guys. And I know this is you setting up for, well, maybe Matt Plenzak wasn't that bad. Uh, he still was. Don't don't start. I see it in your face right now. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, like half the team was Matt Plenzak guys. This is the truth. <laughs> no, but at the same time, honestly, you know, we, 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 we make fun of Bryce, the assistant GM, but a lot of these guys are Bryce guys. Um, and, and if they get Turner, then it's, it's Turner, Schwarber. Well, Cassianos, I guess, was a Bryce guy. But, um, you know, I think Bryce being this, this having this gravitational pull has certainly helped with getting some free agents here. Yeah, it has. Uh, Jack Fritz joining us here talking about, well, the Phillies and the, and the rumors are with Trey Turner right now in the next week with the winter meetings. All right, Jack, so you laid out on a recent episode of the High Hopes podcast your perfect offseason. So, so take us into some of the elements here. If you were Dave Dabrowski, uh, what would you do? Who would you target? You lay out some of your ideas here as, as we get close to next week, which is when all this stuff really starts, you know, could go down. Well, uh, the first was I, I was signing Trey Turner. Okay, so, you're um, in. You, you, so the first leg might fall perfectly into place for you. Yeah, I mean, things do generally work out for me in the Phillies. It's been a, it's been a good little run here. Um, but the first move was Trey Turner. I think they're going to try to get him for six years, but I think eventually they'll get it up to seven um, and, and try to appease both sides. I'm sure Turner's coming in with eight. 
Um, but I don't think they want to do that. So my first move was going and getting Trey Turner and signing him for whatever, you know, almost whatever it costs. The next one, I think you're going to like. Um, I feel like he's your kind of pitcher, um, and he's someone that is an ace that this team I don't think is going to pay, but would make this team a lot better and would just be fun to watch. And I'm trading Mick Abel, Johan Rojas, and a guy named Ethan Wilson to get it done. And that is going and getting Shane Bieber from the Cleveland Guardians. What are your thoughts on that? I like the idea of Shane Shane Bieber. I, I think people have forgotten how good he is or how great he was a couple of years ago. Maybe he wasn't quite as good this year, but I was surprised when I looked recently, Jack, how young he still is. Like he's not, yep. he's, you would think he's still got some years left. And I watched it towards the end of the season. One of those playoff games against the Rays, like he can still pitch. He, he can still pitch at a really high level. I like the Bieber. I mean, if you throw a Wheeler, Bieber, Nola, and then you know, we'll see how Painter progresses. Ranger. And, and Ranger. I mean, Ranger, we're talking about as a five as, as the years go on here. That That's an amazing rotation, and it, it fits it fits the Dombrowski mold, right? Like he had those four Cy Young, eventual Cy Young winners in Detroit. Five, Joe. He had five. Who did I forget? Porcello? Porcello, Robbie Ray, Verlander. Uh, and there's two more, right? I don't know. It, Scherzer. It up- Scherzer. Yes, I think that I think it ended up being five. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a power staff. And again, I talked about it at the beginning, but like this is the time. I mean, when else when else are you going to go all in? And like, I love Mick Abel. I think he's going to be pretty good. But at the same time, like, I just find it so hard to believe that both that all three of them come up and are just like studs. You know what I mean? Like, like I think Painter's going to be unbelievable. Wouldn't trade him for, for anything, pretty much. Um, Griff McGarry, like, I think Nick just has more value because he's younger. Um, but I just don't think all three can come up and be really good. So, at that point, just, just try to move Nick Abel this offseason and sell high and, and go get an ace. And, like, Shane Bieber, 200 innings last year, 2.88 ERA, um, has been a guy that's relied on, um, you know, uh, pitchability over, like, power stuff, so hopefully that ages well. I don't know. I just I there there has to be a move for an ace and if you're gonna spend, you know, thirty plus million dollars a year on a shortstop, I think that a trade for a pitcher becomes more and more likely. Yeah, and I would have worried a year ago if you brought this up, Jack, that he was you know, he because he was banged up for a couple years, right? In twenty twenty one he had arm issues. But late, right, he pitched two hundred innings last year. And I saw something a couple days ago. They have to replace four hundred and eleven innings from last year's team when you talk about all the guys that left through free agency or free agents now like Gibson and Cindergard and, and the relievers. That's a lot of innings. And I I, I know Dabrowski kind of talked about it in the press conference a couple weeks ago and he liked his arms and painter, but like where are they coming up with 411 innings? I mean, how many is Andrew Painter going to throw in the majors next year? 100? Like, I, I like this Bieber idea because they need innings. Yeah, I I think it would be such a – and I, I think Andrew Painter would be really good. I just think it would be such a massive mistake to, to rely on him for more than 100 innings. I, I, like, that's just – the kid's 19, 20 years old. Like, like, we need to have a better plan than that. But whatever. Maybe, maybe he just comes up and is unbelievable. Speaking of – finding good quality uh, starting depth. I'm giving Ross Stripling two years, 18 million. I, I just, I think he's always good. I think he's always going to pitch to a three, five or four ERA. Um, it, it just looking at his projected numbers uh, salary wise, doesn't seem like he's going to cost a lot. Um, so if I can go into next year with a Wheeler, Bieber, Nola, Ranger, Painter, Stripling, 
and go six man and, and kind of weave in and out. Um, you know, I, I, I'll feel pretty good about that, especially because I, I want to limit Nola's innings. I want him having extra days throughout the year. He pitched 232 innings. Zach Wheeler, same thing. I want those guys to be ready to go for hopefully a deep October run. So give me a guy like Ross Stripling to uh, to give this team some minutes. Yeah, all right. So now now we're making up the innings here. I like this. And the other thing it does, um, if, if they had that, it would set them up for October to manage it the way Topper did last year, right? Like Suarez could pitch out of relief. He could pitch in the rotations. Stripling could do the same thing. Like you could just You have enough arms to make the whole thing work. So I like that. All right. What are you doing in the bullpen, and are you adding any other bats here, especially because Bryce is out, right? So they have a – I mean, Turner's production will help that in, in, your, in your scenario. But are you adding any other bats, and, and what is the bullpen? Because right now I count, like, what, four guys for next year? Right, right. So uh, before I did the perfect offseason, I didn't know about Bryce's injury yet. So, I mean, I have written down I'm giving Robbie Grossman, like, a, a, a million or like whatever him. to come – yeah, he's fine. But, I mean, there is a former 2019 NL MVP out there. I've been hammering that... this for, for weeks now, and everyone's telling me he stinks. And I'm like, all right, but but maybe he can still play defense. He still at 19 home runs last year. Go get Cody Bellinger. And, and, I mean, if I'm Cody Bellinger and uh, I have a chance to sign on a one-year deal, get, I don't know, Joe, $10 million, 10 to $15 million, whatever, um, even 15, I feel like is on the high end. Um, I get to play on a pretty loaded lineup. I, I get to play with a short porch in right field. Uh, I get to start in right field, you know, show gold glove, gold glove caliber defense. Um, I, I'm taking a shot on that. And, and yes, I know Dodgers, if they can't fix them, who can? Well, there's a lot of pressure playing in LA too. Um, and being the quote unquote weak link on a 114 win team. So, um, you know, worst case scenario is you get an elite defensive player that can hit the ball in the ballpark at some point. Best case scenario, like, I like Brandon Marsh too, but like, let's say Cody Bellinger turns into Cody Bellinger again and you have him in center field with Harper and Wright. And, um, it's just, it's such a high upside, not real massive risk, um, potential there to where, listen, if Bryson missed half the year, Give me Cody Bellinger in right field. Yeah, and it's also a hedge on Castellanos. I mean, I, I think everyone hopes yep. he bounces back, and Dabrowski talked about it, but, like, what if he's the same player he was this year? Well, then you don't have to play him every day because you have a guy like Bellinger who might bounce back as well. All right, I like that. But you haven't yeah. mentioned the bullpen yet, and I, I need some names. <laughs> I need some arms because, well, I mean, what is it right now? It's it's Alvarado. All right, it's so, Dominguez. So how I have it written down is it's Sir Anthony Alvarado, Bilotti, Brockton before I really get into it. Okay? All right, so four. They've got four. Yeah, um, and it's so funny how, you know, tides have turned so quickly on Brockton to where now he's like a key member of the bullpen. Um, meanwhile, he's getting shelled in the Braves series. But regardless, I'm a Brockton guy. So uh, the first move I'm making is I'm giving two years, $18 million to Andrew Chafin. Um, I'm letting him and Alvarado be my lefties out of the bullpen. Um, you know, I think he's going to command a pretty big salary, but I don't think he's cooked like, Brad Hand was, or, you know, Jerry Familia. Really, I'm trying to avoid, I'm trying to lead Dombrowski away from signing Jerry Familia or Brad Hand types or Chase Anderson or Matt Moore, even though Matt Moore is pretty good last year. Um, I'm, I'm trying to lead the camel to water. You know what I mean, Joe? So, yeah, I mean, Dave's done a lot of good things, but the bullpen signings the last couple of years, yes. it's been a lot of darts that have missed the dartboard. Yes, exactly. So I'm giving Chavin two years, uh, $18 million. Now, I have three names here, Joe, which you and baseball nerds are going to be very familiar with. Um, this is, I have basically assembled a 2015 uh, uh, prospect all-star list. Oh, boy. So 
The first move I'm making is I'm giving one year five million for Jimmy Nelson. The uh, who went to the Dodgers a couple of years ago and, and turned into a disgusting reliever. Could never stay healthy, but um, I'm taking a shot with Jimmy Nelson. And he didn't pitch last year. Was that's what he didn't pitch last season, right? He didn't, but he had a one six eighty ERA in 2021. Right. Um, so I, I just want to. I'm taking a chance on upside with okay. some of my bullpen arms. Uh, the next move I'm making is I'm trading Derek Hall as far away from Philadelphia as possible, so I don't have to deal with the nonsense of him playing first base. Uh, and I'm trading him to the Washington Nationals for Hunter Harvey. Hunter Harvey in the Nationals bullpen last year is back up to 100. Um, and, and, and frankly, I thought it looked disgusting. So uh, I'm taking a shot on, on getting Hunter Harvey. And then my final move, I feel like $2 million might be light for him, but – a one-year deal to Alex Reyes. Uh, who was non-tendered, right, by the Cardinals? Yeah. yeah, so basically I'm taking a shot with three pretty high upside arms. Uh, I'm heading into next year with some makings of Sir Anthony Alvarado, Bilotti, Brogdon, Chafin, Harvey, Jimmy Nelson, Sam Coonrod, Alex Reyes, Reyes and, and Griff McGarry. I know that's too many names, but they'll figure it out as they go. Yeah, I mean, a couple, I mean, a couple of those guys are, you're hoping on, like the yeah. guys that have been injured, but it could work. I mean, Canable... That's that's what they would basically what they did with Canable, right? The Dodgers brought him in after he was hurt all those years. He came back. The Harvey that Harvey idea is interesting. I, I don't you feel like the Nats might accept that deal? Like they could take. A, I mean, maybe maybe Derek Hall becomes a thirty home run guy for them. They have nothing down there. Yeah, and um, you know he's like half a season of good baseball. You know, it's not like he has a track record here. So um, I, I, it might it might be more than Derek Hall. Maybe they value him, but. Um, I really just wanted to take a shot on trying to bring him in and, and give him some – like, honestly, this, well, watching the Astros' bullpen, it was just like, what is this? This, is, this, is, this should be cheating. Um, another name that, just, like, that has emerged that I really, really want over the last couple of days is uh, Carlos Estevez he out of the He keeps getting linked bullpen. to the Phillies. It's interesting. It's almost like people think there's more to him than he's shown because his numbers aren't great, right? I mean, he pitched in Coors Field, but, like, there's nothing that's like, wow – but I keep seeing his name connected with the Phillies. I feel like maybe they think there's something there. I mean, they found Bilotti last year, and that worked out. There's a lot there, Joe. Like, I, I, I don't want to get too nerdy with it, but uh, basically his fastball moved like two more inches on the road than at home because of the, uh, the altitude. So, they, uh, so teams think that they have a closer potential on Carlos Estevez. So um, I hope they invest some money in him. Well, now I'm buck. Now I'm just settling in for next Tuesday as the winter meetings go on. The first Phillies, the first piece of Phillies news is Carlos Estevez, two years, fifteen million dollars. I'm 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 prepared now. And I'll be the only one streaking down Broad Street. Yeah. Everyone else can have Trey Turner. Give me Carlos Estevez. All right, Jack. Uh, next week is the winter meetings. Um, I'm excited. I mean, last time they actually had one in person was 2019, and that's when all those guys got those contracts, like Garrett Cole and Rendon. Like there were a lot of there was a lot of action at the winter meetings the last time they actually. They were in person. We we could have a bunch next week. Yeah, and um, it was funny. I was looking at the like the salaries of the Angels. Three players making thirty plus million dollars a year. It's just <laughs> it's it's just atrocious. And they but, still can't win any games. I mean, Joe, the most important thing for John Middleton and crew to know at this point is 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 seize the moment. You know, this, the, the 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 town's on fire with baseball. Like it's going to cost them a lot of money, possibly. But you got to make these next three years. Dave Dabrowski signed up for the next three years to be 71 at the end of it. Like, it's go time. Well, um, and they listened a few time. years ago. We said pay the tax. We said it over and over. They finally did it. Now it's time to seize the moment. Go for it. 
And it worked. It worked. They paid the tax one time and went to the World Series. How's that for a correlation? Well, one one for one is 100%. Jack, thank you for hopping on, and uh, we'll be listening to the High Hopes podcast. Thank you. Enjoy Carlos Estevez. I will. All right, there he goes, Jack Fritz, with the Carlos Estevez idea, his bullpen. Isn't that Charlie Sheen's real name? Um, is it? I'm 99% sure it is, yeah. Because his brother's Emilio Estevez. His name is Carlos Estevez. So uh, would, would you be um, worried about signing Carlos Estevez? I mean, he led the California Penal League in strikeouts in, like, he 1989. Did, but the, the control and the command was always a, l- a little bit off. And then he became kind of soft the, the following season. So, all right, let, let's, let's play it out. Let's say Jack's idea of this Carlos Estevez, this Rocky, this ex-Rocky who's going to be a free agent here. Let's say this comes to fruition. Would we, could we call him Wild Thing? I would. Or I would just call him Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I, I feel like we should nickname this guy who they may or may not sign next week. Wild thing, and it, I, I want to make this catch on. Yeah, I mean, his nickname on baseball reference is Esty, which is, I mean, no, that's just sad. No, Maybe try no. a little. Esty is a, that's a four and a half ERA. And he does average three and a half walks per nine. He's wild thing. He's wild thing. All right, go get go sign wild thing. 215-592-9494. We get back, your phone calls, your thoughts on the fills. So this is another. Now, Jack is in. Tucker and I have been in for weeks. Jack is in. The Cody Bellinger train has taken off. Get on board. The Phillies should sign Cody Bellinger. They need some. They need a bat. They need an outfielder to fill in for Bryce Harper the first half of the year. This guy was an MVP three years ago. Still at 19 home runs last year. Go get Cody Bellinger. And I mean the Trey Turner stuff's exciting, but if they want to do a, you know, a secondary thing, a smaller thing, I would sign uh, Cody Bellinger. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. We get back. Tucker and I need to make a big hat bet. The big hats are all the rage. I don't know what we're going to bet on yet, but we're making a big hat bet. You know you can, like, customize them. It's not just, like, big hats. Like Oh, yeah, I, I've seen. You, have you, like, been on the website? I did go on the website. I think it, Spike may have tweeted it out, and I, I perused it mm-hmm. a little bit yesterday yeah. afternoon. You know their, uh, their sales are up 2,000% since Sunday? Do you think people have actually contacted Brian Robinson and said, like, hey, can you hook me up with a big hat? Or like people have just found it on their own. I, you know, I, I should, I, I don't think we're going to message Brian Robinson. We could find it, but maybe, I mean, yeah. I, I, people, I've said he stinks a lot this year, so I don't think he wants to talk to me. He had a big game on Sunday. His big hat too. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Start NFL Week 13 off right with a no sweat same game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. But it doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You get free bets back if your Thursday night same game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. I'm going to go Mac Jones over passing yards, Stefan Diggs, any type touchdown, and give me the Pats plus the points on Thursday night football. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook. However you want to play, you could bet the NFL Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Just sign up promo code Gilio if you don't already have an account. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. I really like the FanDuel app. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL.